Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Super Tired Steve, and joining <laughs> me as my co-host is Delirious Wayland. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah, see, he's tired too. When he gets tired, in fact, we, when we all get tired, we all get delirious. Yeah, yeah. But it's that time of year when everybody's just going to be tired. Weather change and all, and yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Ah, but anyway, before we really start sounding like old men, uh, I will give a disclaimer up front because... We have the policy on, on the show. Of course, we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. This show, we might, just due to the nature of the show, it might steer yeah. into politics a little yeah. bit. You know, we'll try not to, uh, if it does steer into it, you know, we'll, we won't keep it there too very long. But this subject may be kind of controversial, and because it has been kind of controversial in the past, uh, some of the younger listeners may not understand that some of us older listeners we definitely understand it <laughs> mm-hmm. if you've been in the workforce you understand it yeah you know for good or bad whether you agree or not doesn't matter you know so uh but we're going to be discussing <coughs> does wrestling need to have a union is it time for wrestling to have a union a workers union and this has come about because of recent events uh, we discussed two weeks ago, actually, with uh, we were talking about Sasha Banks and Bianca Bell, not Bianca, Naomi. Mm-hmm. See, I always, uh, you know, associate Sasha and Bianca ever since WrestleMania 37 <laughs> <laughs> because they put on such a phenomenal match. But yeah, yeah. it was uh, Sasha and Naomi. They were the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, and they went in there and dropped the belts on John Laurinaitis' desk, like in a, in a suitcase, apparently, mm-hmm. and threw up the deuces and we're out and yep. they said they're tired of getting treated like the way they are and it's not that they themselves are necessarily mistreated it's their characters the way they're being handled and they're they're given belts but not defending them in fact they had them in a match against they were trying to put them in a match against each other mm-hmm. and they're getting tired of being everything being treated as an afterthought and so they're gone and of course the bad thing is they're still under contract now, yeah. uh, they've, they're, they have been suspended from what I understand without pay. Yeah. Suspended indefinitely without pay. All their merchandise has been pulled from the webs from WWE shop. So they're not making any residuals off merchandising. Yep. So, um, and the, the link I had up all of a sudden disappeared. Um, ah, here it is. And this would not be the first time the subject of a union in wrestling has ever been brought up because Jesse Ventura was the first one to bring it up. Yep. You know? But we'll get into the history of that. We'll get into uh, some other instances of wrestlers who maybe could have benefited from a union. Uh, you know, even something that happened last night, which we're debating even before we start recording. Is it a, was it real or is yeah. it a, a work shoot or is it, it a, shoot that's being turned into a work yeah so who knows something that kind of verifies actually really does verify what sasha and naomi were saying about how you know they give them the tag titles and then treat the tag titles as an afterthought you know they they quickly announced as soon as you know they left and dropped the titles off to john laurinitis that they were going to have a tournament to determine new women's tag team champions. Well, now that idea is out the window because 
they don't have enough women to put together. Yeah, they don't to make to make tag teams because they broke up every ta- actual tag team or released everybody that could have been a tag team. So now they're just not going to do anything with the women's tag team titles. So it just verifies exactly what you know Sasha and Naomi were saying is that they don't really care about the titles. Yeah, and we also have said that as even as much as what they like to give a lip service, I don't think they care as much about women's wrestling as what they say they do. Oh, they don't. Uh, I've always, me, uh, me and Hope talked about this. Like, this is back in 2015 when they called up, you know, everybody from NXT, you know, and all that. And then they really put the focus on women's wrestling for the next two or three years. I told my wife, I said, they're doing this because if you look around every other sport, women were coming to the forefront mm-hmm. of, of those particular sports. So WWE is all about, you know, one, they're always behind. But two, they're like, oh, well, we got to get on that because everybody else is doing it. So they push their women's roster and let them actually wrestle for a few years. And then once that kind of died down, then they were like, oh, okay, well, now we can go back to how it was. We don't really care about women's wrestling. We were just we were just doing it because everybody else is doing it. Yeah, let's bring back John, John Laurinaitis. He knows how to do it. Yeah, that's and, why they never did another um, Evolution pay-per-view because Stephanie McMahon had been quoted saying that women's wrestling did not make money. The way they branded it. Exactly. Women's wrestling has made money for decades. WWE women's wrestling does not make money because they don't they don't do it correctly. Yeah, because I will tell you the this past Saturday night at the NWF Revolution Rising. mm -hmm. Oh, my. There was some absolutely fantastic matches. Uh, Not every match is fantastic. You can't expect them to all to be because if every match is fantastic, none of them are fantastic. Right. But there were a couple that definitely stood out. None of the matches were bad, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones that stood out, of course, were uh, Big Mama against um, Flea the Slayer, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the one that has had a lot of people talking about it, Nikki Victory and Kylie Ray. Yeah, that has been all over oh, Twitter. Oh, my dude. Yeah, paperwork. I'll tell you what, that one, I mean, had everybody, you know, on their feet. I mean, it. it they they told the entire story in the ring, just like what we were saying mm-hmm. on Ted the Hillbilly Hill on the Hill Truth the other night. I mean, it was just a phenomenal, one of the best matches I've ever seen in person. Mm. And, you know, so that's why everybody, including Roger Ruffin, he tweeted about it. And he said, these two girls are going to be stars. No doubt about it. You well, know? it's like at the, AD, the AEW pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, you had Thunder Rosa defending the women's title against Serena Deeb. That was a absolute masterclass in pro wrestling, whether, you know, men or women, that was just a phenomenal wrestling match. And it's like, because they, people complain about AEW's women's division, but those women are able to go out and tell their story in the ring and do what they're actually capable of doing without all the glossier choreograph type stuff that WWE expects their people to do. 
And before we get into all that, I'll go ahead and give our contact and listening info. If you would like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Instagram also at armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. If you see us on YouTube, well, you already know we're there. But we're on YouTube, obviously. And you can find us just about any audio platform that there is. If we're not there, just let one of us know. We will do what we can to get ourselves added. And we are hosted by Spreaker. That, that has been one of the best moves ever made was switching to Spreaker. And you can find our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can find Joylin on Twitter at fat underscore daddy 73. Yep. And you can also find some of our friends at TNC Sports Talk. And I have to tell you a story about something that happened <laughs> Saturday. In fact, Justin, he actually texted me about two minutes ago. That's why if you saw me, I was kind of all, mm-hmm. all to the side, had to respond to him. But TNC Sport Talk, go check them out. Also, definitely go check out The Hill Truth, especially his, his last episode has to be probably my favorite. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with us being on it. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we were on Ted the Hillbilly Hill. We were on his podcast this past Sunday night. And we had a really good time recording mm-hmm. uh, and he is just a wealth of knowledge. And I, I mean, I feel like we're kind of sitting under the learning tree yeah. when we listen to his analysis. And then when he goes into some in-depth analysis with us kind of off the air, telling us about stats and uh, kind of giving us advice. I mean, it, it's, I mean, he kind of makes us look at things in a way I've never even thought about mm-hmm. looking at it before. Absolutely. I was like, okay, I guess we are doing, you know, pretty decent, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely go check him out and go check out Bless Their Hearts and True Crime Cast. They're not wrestling, but they've been on Jericho's podcast and they're big wrestling supporters and they've had me on their podcast and I've written stuff for their podcast. So <laughs> always got to give them a shout out and go support indie wrestling. Just like this yep. t-shirt I'm wearing, the NWS Summer Sizzler, that's, they're, getting, they're starting to kick that back up you know, for the this year's Summer Sizzler uh, program. Cool, cool. Yep. So... What were you saying right before I went into the big tirade about? Oh, um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, Sorry, folks. I'm getting old and I can't remember as quick. (laughs) Um, um, I can't remember now. It'll come back to me, though. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say this Saturday, Revolution Rising there at the VFW on Vine Street in downtown Cincinnati. I met up with Justin and I had a really good idea on paper. Cause I had mentioned it, just got a brand mm-hmm. new microphone and checked tried it out this past Thursday when we interviewed big mama mm-hmm. and it was working just fine. All right, cool. Get there. And they're like, all right, we'll have you set up right here. I was like, I'm going to have to move because I need to have power for my laptop. All right, cool. Move me. The only place available is right by the speaker. Oh, mm-hmm. so trying to get that set up. Well, Justin, you know, came and he actually wasn't going to set up. So uh, his equipment for theirs so he decided to help me out mm-hmm. and so he actually pulled out his equipment he had it with him and by the way i like the setup he has like this effects board that he has everything ran through oh cool. uh, but he has a handheld microphone and that one i mean it blocked out all noise so i would have been able to use it had i had any wrestlers to actually interview right because at the same time they were doing that we were also part of the meet and greet Mm-hmm. Well, the meet and greet was for the wrestlers. They really weren't interested in 
me as a podcast. They weren't really interested in Justin mm-hmm. as a podcast. Right, right. Not that they didn't care about us. They just kind of looked at us like, okay, you're not wrestlers. And yeah, you know, so it was a good idea on paper. It didn't pan out in reality, you know, but we still had a good time. And then I realized when I got home, this is Justin's handheld microphone. <laughs> and didn't realize but well because he actually had to leave uh for a little bit because he had to check on trey make sure trey was okay uh because trey couldn't he couldn't get his cart like over to where we were Mm -hmm. you know so it was just where they were sitting i mean it was a lot easier for him where he was sitting um and so he had to go back checking them well right about then i realized i was not going to get any interviews whatsoever so i started packing up you know but he had left his backpack over there he said yeah if you need if 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 I can't make it back over here, just go ahead and put all stuff in there. I think I put my tripod for my new microphone in his backpack. And that's actually what he was texting me about. Because <laughs> here's the new microphone. Notice with no tripod. With no tripod. <laughs> and I haven't been able to get it to work since either, but uh, I figure I'll try it another time. You know, trying to get it, you know, make, making sure if, see if I can figure out what I did. Uh, but I texted him and said, Hey, I, I said, I accidentally put your microphone in my backpack. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I then looked around and I was like, by the way, could you check your backpack for my tripod? <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he actually texted, you know, now it's been like 10 minutes ago and he was asking, he say, Hey, what's your microphone for tonight? I said, I switched back to the headset microphone. What's a re- recording right now, you know, which the headset microphone does work. You know, it works just fine if it's just me, but, but when I'm recording the other podcast, the cubicle mm-hmm. chat podcast, like I did last night, you know, by the way, Avery stood in. I don't know if you saw that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Because we were discussing stranger things and then the mm-hmm. strange things that happened in my, in this town, something that happened to me this past Monday night that. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter says she has never been so scared in her life. I mean, that was just really weird. I was, I told hope about it and she's like, mm-hmm. that's really strange. Yeah. In case anybody's wondering what, uh, what I'm talking about, just to make a, a long story short, knock on my door a little bit after 10 30 at night some guy claiming people were after him he didn't try to come in the house he didn't even ask to come in the house i will say that but but he was saying he asked me to call somebody because people are after him of course i'm looking around i'm like i don't see anybody but i closed the door i said hold on you know and i called 911 mm-hmm. told them and tawana called her next door neighbor to let him know what was going on because like, right. we, got, we got some crazy dude on our front porch you know, I uh, just want to let you know what's, you know, uh, right. in case, you know, you're outside because it's summertime. And of course, I mean, most kids don't have a bedtime or a curfew during right. the summer. Yep. You know, so, but he was out and he was like texting us like, yep, I see him. So uh, I was like, yeah, the guy's, you know, he keeps knocking on our door. And even though we're talking to him through the rain and, mm-hmm. but so him and his brother, they went out to the car and I got in there and they were kind of watching him just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, what she told me, you know, hopefully he said he probably wouldn't have, hopefully he said, but if the guys started trying to bust in our door, mm-hmm. then, yeah, you know, of course, if the guy would have tried to bust in my door, then he wouldn't have left and the police cruiser, like he ended up leaving in, he would probably would have left an ambulance. Right. But, um, so eventually the cops came 40 minutes after I called him after the second time I called him. Oh, yeah. Wow. So 40 minutes, two phone calls from to come out. So I'm not happy about that. I have not, I have not told my friends who work for the Brown County Sheriff's department 
uh, my thoughts about that, but I will probably speak to one of them here in the next few days. Mm -hmm. um, I don't blame you. That's yeah. ridiculous that yeah, the response time was that long. Or somebody, you know, I said, look, he's starting to get kind of belligerent. He's agitated because he was mm -hmm. saying there's somebody with guns around the corner. And I was like, uh, the only people out there are my neighbors. And he, he said, well, they went down to your neighbor's driveway, talked to them, then they left. My neighbor said, there's not one person, single person who came down our driveway. So the cop took him away and we're thinking he's either on something, but the, but the sheriff's deputy said his pupils are not dilated and he did not smell mm -hmm. like alcohol. So, uh, so that lessens the odds of him being in right. inebriated in some way, or maybe he's off something he should be on. I was thinking maybe, maybe it's a mental health issue. Yeah. And, um, Here's the, and I don't, I don't know if I told you about this. Here's the kind of another weird, weird twist. Got his name. Tawana looked up on Facebook and she said, huh, we have a mutual friend. And she said, who's the mutual friend? It's Tawana's cousin. Yeah. From her mom's side of the, well, like a second or third cousin. It's her, mm -hmm. her mom's cousin's daughter. So it's like a third cousin or a second cousin, eight times removed, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> but um but it's her cousin and so she messaged her and she's like hey this guy you know porch cops crazy whatever and this girl she, she's like yeah she's like you know we used that's she's like that's my cousin so it's this other girl's cousin on her dad's side you know okay. so it's tawana's cousin's cousin who was mm -hmm. you know on our right. yeah and you know, she's like, yeah, we used to be really close. But then when, when we became teenagers, he just couldn't stay out of trouble. And he got mixed up with drugs. And he did say he mm. had a, a warrant out for his arrest in Florida for bad checks. I'm like, they're not going to extradite somebody for bad checks. They're just not going to waste no. time or money for that. They'll just wait for him to go back to Florida and say, yeah, he's there. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's it. Yep. You know, so uh, I did check with somebody where they took him. They took him to a a hospital for a mental health evaluation, which that's like the no crap moment of the year, mm -hmm. uh, which is where they should have taken him. Yeah. Because, yeah. And I watched him. I mean, he searched him and everything before he got him in the, the vehicle and he was trying to, he's like, sir, there is nobody following you. And he's like, yeah, they are. And I, I said, look, I said, why did you choose my house? <laughs> you know, he's like, because that's, that's where I was in front of when, when they were after me. Like I'm, I'm going in circles here, you know? So That's for crazy. some, yeah, for some reason, my wife's cousin's cousin chose our house to have a, a mental breakdown on our front porch mm -hmm. at 10 30 at night on Memorial day. And I didn't get to sleep until like one o'clock in the morning. I still had to get up at four 30. Right. So Tuesday was not a fun day for me at work. I was sitting there. I like, bet. <laughs> told my boss what was up. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of dragging butt today. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things. Um, but so anyway, so that's how, you know, that was the end of that weekend, you know, so strange things in a small town, but we're talking about stranger things mm -hmm. because Hawkins, Indiana is also a, supposed to be a small town that if I lived there, I would just move. <laughs> I really would. Have you seen it yet? Stranger things for, I haven't watched any of it yet. Um, Savannah has. And uh, she likes it, but oh, this this one, dude, it's it's pretty dark. This new season, mm -hmm. it, it's like one long stretched out horror movie. Oh, okay. 
Uh, but I mean, so if you like horror movies, yeah, go for it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's still really well done. So, but anyway, but we're here to talk about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I will say up front, I mean, I am not a fan of most unions because I think the original intent has kind of gone by the wayside in a lot of mm-hmm. time, places. However, there are instances where a union is necessary and wrestling has become that where uh especially because of one particular company which Mm -hmm. ironically enough are headquartered in a place where like every other industry ever like all of them even fast food is unionized yeah and when jesse ventura he actually tried to talk you know uh, the boys into starting a union uh he even says right now i'm reading an interview from when he was on uh, stone cold's podcast he said vince is lucky i didn't go for the senate because had i gone into the senate i would have started a senatorial investigation as to why pro wrestlers are called independent contractors when they're not you work for one company they order you around control your whole life how are you possibly an independent contractor except exactly except they don't have to pay your social security yep that's why and so, but yeah, I mean, he put it, you know, he, he threw some math in there. He tried to start it, got ratted out by Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, yeah. And he found that out a few years later when they were doing, when Vince actually sued, or Jesse Ventura sued Vince, mm-hmm. you know, because and it was the royalties from the, the videos. Yes. And he's like, I wonder if we can find out who it was. And so he had his lawyer actually ask, you know, some questions and kind of, he said, well, how did you find out? Oh, it's Hulk Hogan. You know, Vince flat out said, yeah, it was Hulk Hogan went straight to him and said, Hey, Jesse's trying to. Oh know. yeah. Because Hulk wasn't trying to have a union because Hulk was making more money than anybody. Um, so. this, this interview, WrestleMania three, Hogan, mm-hmm. Hogan made more than everybody else combined. Combined. Yeah. Hogan yeah, so wasn't Hogan, Hogan, to- yeah. Hogan wasn't meant to have a union. No, he wasn't trying to have a union. He's like, I'm here and everybody else is down here. So I don't, that's how I like it. So, yeah, as far as money goes. So, yeah. So, I mean, he even made more, more, a lot more money than Andre, mm-hmm. which I mean, they were the main event for a reason. And here's the and... thing, which is crap, really, because Andre was the reason that Hogan became as big of a star as he did. Was, his yep. match with Andre at WrestleMania three, when he slammed Andre, mm-hmm. which has only happened because Andre allowed it because yeah. everybody has gone on record and said, if Andre did not want to be moved, you were not going to move him. Nope. <laughs> I mean, because and, by that, that point he had to weigh close to 600 pounds. Oh yeah. I think it was, I think he was billed, I think at five thirty-five or five forty, but I, I, I feel like it was closer to probably about five seventy, five eighty. Oh yeah. Easily. Well, in Japan, that happened one time. There was a wrestler in Japan. I can't think of the wrestler's name right now. Um, but he kind of went into business for himself and just started, like, shooting on shooting on, on Andre. So Andre's like, okay. So then the guy went for, went for body slams and forearms and all this and couldn't move Andre because Andre's like, I'm not helping you if you're just going to go into business for yourself and come at me. So, <laughs> so if Andre had, you know, 
if Andre hadn't have let Hogan do all the stuff he was able to do at WrestleMania three, Hogan would not be the star he became because that match made him, even though he was mm-hmm. already the champion, that was the match that, that, that took him, him yep. like stratospheric levels. Yeah. I mean, that really took good. him from like, okay, he's the world champion of this company. He beats Andre. He is now in the stratosphere. He is now in, he's a pop culture icon automatically because of that, because everybody was talking about that. Even people Mm -hmm. who were not wrestling fans were talking about Hogan slamming Andre. Yep. Because the next morning, like on the watching whatever news program was on at my house uh, Mm -hmm. before I went to school, you know, they actually show like the first, uh, the, the first part of the match where he tried to pick up Andre and Andre fell on him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they said, but Hogan, you know, the Hulkster, he came around and he beat him. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. So I knew it already, you know, before we watched wrestling the next Saturday, Hey, Hogan right. won. Yeah. But yeah, Hogan didn't want anybody unionized because it would affect his money. Oh yeah. Because, and, and uh, like, even like, even in WCW, which needed, wrestling debt like even like peak wcw like 96 through 98 they needed some kind of union because you know you had a few people up here that were getting paid top dollar for very little dates mm-hmm. and very little effort but then you've got all the other guys that are carrying the show week to week making peanuts compared to what the other guys are making yeah, because Hogan and Scott Hall and and Kevin Nash, they well the rumor, but some people said yes, yeah, true. Other people said it wasn't. They had the favored nations clause, which meant that nobody made more money than them. Oh, it was true. Kevin Nash said that was true. Yeah, he was like he said, me and Scott went to Eric Bischoff, and it was like, well, this guy's coming in making you know making this, but you know we've been doing all this stuff with the NWO and moving merchandise and all this so we need to get paid you know on that scale Mm -hmm. and that's how it started and then anybody who came in that were making more than paul nash or hogan those three automatically got bumped up yeah which i mean on their end smart business move if they're going to pay if they're going to pay you take the money but as far as discrepancy between those three and then everybody else on the roster you know there was a giant pay discrepancy between those three and everybody else and even if it was just for one night like when mm-hmm. rod rodman came in for just one or two appearances yep oh they better they, make sure they yep, you know, but you they don't... still had to like if robin was making this then the nwo had to be making this and when i say nwo i talk about the core three yeah not the three thousand other members that they yeah we're not talking about horse hogan no, it's Hall, Nash, and Hogan. To me, that's yeah. that's the NWO. Yep. And yeah. And of course, the ironic thing, you look at, you know, Nat, Kevin Nash is his best friend back in WWF at the time, mm-hmm. HBK, Shawn Michaels. Yep. I'm pretty sure his paycheck wasn't suffering. I'm pretty sure, you know, he was probably the highest paid at that time. If it wasn't him, it'd have been Stone Cold or. Uh, the Rock hadn't quite hit that yet, yeah. even though he was pretty close. But, and that actually brings up something else. You know, we're talking about Sasha Banks because what she's doing, you know, and she's fed up. 
and mm-hmm. Naomi's fed up. Um, I think Sasha has more of a leg to stand on because Sasha hasn't had the legal problems Naomi's had uh, that yeah. will hurt Naomi, I think. But but with Sasha, I mean, she's looking, going, look, you're not treating these titles with respect. You know, you created mm-hmm. the women's tag team titles, but you're not letting us defend them. You're putting us against each other. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not the first time she's walked out either. No. And... I feel Sasha is, but Sasha knows that whatever happens to her, whatever, whatever she can fight for, she's mm-hmm. kind of fighting for everybody else. Yeah. Well. Because whatever's happening to her, she knows it's happening to all the other women on the roster. And she is the highest profile wrestler. You know, she's the highest profile female wrestler on that roster, mm-hmm. you know, because she does have that crossover appeal and she's done work outside wwe as far as like you know she's been on episodes of the mandalorian mm-hmm. she's cousins with snoop dog she's you know she's got that crossover appeal so you know she's in a better position to take those hits and take that heat to you know because like you look at let's say a say Shayna baszler okay Shayna baszler who i who I believe would absolutely stand up for that kind of thing. She wouldn't be able to take that hit. No, Sasha can, Sasha can take that heat and not take the damage. Other other wrestlers on that roster can't afford to take that heat, and especially if the rumors are true and her contract's coming up. I mean, she's got all the leverage in the world, really, because of her con- I mean- because she's been suspended indefinitely. If her contract's up in the next few months, that means there's no. Com- there's no non-compete clause. Yep. Once it's, thing, up, once it's up, it's up. Once it's up, it's up. The only thing she'll have to leave behind is her name, unless she's trademarked it, which I don't think she has. I don't think she has either. I mean, she'll just go back to calling herself by her real name, Mercedes. Mercedes, exactly. Which is actually a pretty cool name to begin with. And here's the thing. Everybody knows who she is, so it ain't going to matter what her name is. Right. They're going to own the, you know, they're going to own the the name Sasha Banks, but everything else about Sasha Banks is going to go wherever wherever she goes. Yep, because they will come. They could even say a wrestler formerly known as Sasha yeah. Banks. Yeah, and boom. And former co-host Kyle, he actually mm-hmm. sent a question to me across Facebook Messenger, and he was asking, "Do you think you know is Sasha Banks like the new Shawn Michaels?" And the question is, is very intriguing because I can mm-hmm. definitely see the comparisons you know, because Shawn Michaels, I mean, he, he did walk out a couple of times also, mm-hmm. but I think the big difference is Shawn Michaels, to be honest with you, was kind of acting like a whiny little brat. Shawn Michaels, my, he's my all-time favorite wrestler. I think he's one of the greatest to ever do it in the mid nineties when he was his first run, he was a, terrible human being mm-hmm. he was just you know he like you said he was bratty he was extremely political he used his backstage power to make sure that you know nobody got to his level or nobody surpassed his level or you know whatever and um but with sean also sean also had a few suspensions also mm-hmm. so with Sasha, I feel like it's different because I don't feel like that she's, I don't feel like that she's whining. 
a lot of people on social media do. But the thing is, Sasha Banks has done her job. She has put over everybody that they asked her to put over. That exactly. I mean, she put over Ronda Rousey at the match at the Rumble during during uh, Ronda's first run, which was by far Ronda's best match, honestly, to date. That's still her best match because she had that match with Sasha Banks. With, with Sasha, exactly. And Sasha has done. I mean, her and Bailey fought for the tag titles. They got the tag titles. Then they walk into WrestleMania and get told you're dropping the tag titles to the Iconics. They didn't have any issue with the Iconics. They wanted a long run so that people would respect the tag titles. And her argument was people can't respect these titles if we're just hot shotting the titles. You know, we need a long run so we can establish the titles as something important. And WWE didn't want to do that. They wanted to, they put them on the Iconics because they knew it would get a huge reaction from the crowd because they're all about their WrestleMania moments. And, and, was, the, and the Iconics, to be honest with you, at the time, the Iconics were over. Big yeah, time. they were over. But then as soon as they put the tag titles on them, WWE ruined them. Yeah. They never had them defend them. And they had them lose every single match that they were in. Like they have non-title matches with teams and lose. Your champion should not be losing every week on television. Not they shouldn't. And then so Sasha Sasha got frustrated and she left for a while. I think it was like four months. Yeah, that she, sounds about right. Yep. And she said she just needed she just needed some time away. She said she talked directly to Vince McMahon and he was fine with it. So that should have showed them then she is already frustrated with how you're treating your women's division. So there are things you need to fix. And they haven't done it. If anything, it's gotten worse. Yeah, because in one of the things, kind of making the same comparison to, to Shawn Michaels, um, when Shawn Michaels, he had a, an issue, it seemed, with putting people over when it, you know, he did not want to lose the title. He would have no. rather had it, had it taken from him for other, or surrendering it because he lost his smile. Mm -hmm. And Sasha never had any issue putting, I mean, because, there was the the kind of the joke. It's like, well, Sasha just won a title. All you know, she's going to lose it at the next pay per view because and she did. She yeah, had, they all, they always booked her to lose it for yep. her first title defense. Yep, with the exception, I think one there, and that was like a couple years ago where she actually defended it, a title successfully, like once or twice on a pay per view, then lost it. Yeah, because she she beat Bailey for the title, and then she ended up successfully defending the title against Bailey, and mm -hmm. she had a couple of other good defenses, you know. And then she lost it to uh, Bianca. At one of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she didn't have somebody sitting back backstage with her fist taped up going, you know, you know, you better do what's right. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to yeah, need you to do business or you're going to get busted up when you come to the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. You think the Marines up in, in Syracuse, you know, you think they put a whoop beat down on you? <laughs> but Shawn Michaels is a, a, three-time WWE champion and a one-time world heavyweight champion. Um, he lost the WWE title the first time because he, lo he lost his smile mm -hmm. and said there was something wrong with his knee and relinquished the title. And, you know, the story goes because he was supposed to 
Brett was supposed to get his receipt. He was supposed to win the title back at the, you know, at WrestleMania 13. And so a month before, Sean loses his smile and has an injured knee and relinquishes the title. Then he lost it to Stone Cold, which he did not want to do, but The Undertaker kind of made sure that happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, of course, the World Heavyweight title, you know, he won it at Survivor Series in 2002 and then lost it to Triple H. Of course, he lost it to his best friend. So, right. You know, but it's not like he was putting anybody over. The only person he ever put over for the WWE title was Steve Austin. Oh, yep. That, yeah, that is very true. Mm-hmm. And I think in their case, because Sean just walked away where other people would not have just been able to do that. Yeah. That is a that is a case where if they did have the union, that the union would have fought for the ones underneath that because Sean, if if they would have fought for Sean, that that's where I said that some of the negative things you can have from unions because I've actually seen people hold on to jobs that they would show up late if they showed up at all because they were like, union because yeah. they were union and they were able to keep it. It's like you have people really really wanting to work these jobs, mm-hmm. willing to actually come into work, but you yeah. know, but that's another story. Uh, but there, like I said, there's the the cons. But in this case right now with Sasha and Naomi, they've been suspended indefinitely without pay. Basically, indefinitely, we know that means their contracts are up in, what, two months? Um, I know Naomi's is because um, she was in negotiations about a new contract. And I think that may have been some of the issue that she was frustrated with because I think they were – it's just my – opinion my assumption um but i think they were trying to lowball her on her upcoming contract um we were talking about uh, you know her having not as much of a leg to stand on as sasha's but what helps what helps naomi though is that she's married to jimmy uso mm-hmm. who's cousins to roman mm-hmm. roman has a lot of say and you know he, roman has a lot of power so that's one thing that will, will help her because, you know, Roman's going to look out for his family. Um, but I still feel like Sasha's in a better position because she is the higher profile of the two. But what does WWE think is going to happen if she, um, if her contract expires with, you know, no non-compete clause? She was going to walk to AEW because Sasha Banks Mm -hmm. is going to, I mean, you're going to want to be on TV and people complain Mm -hmm. all the time about Tony Khan hiring, you know, WWE. Yeah. That was even a, a, you know, very contentious point of MJF's pipe bomb last night. Mm -hmm. My issue with that though is, okay. Did some of these, people make their name from wwe yes but it's like why is it any different going anywhere else it's like okay in everyday life we don't switch jobs and they say oh well that's that former you know so-and-so guy you know right you know ex so-and-so employee or whatever and it's like if you have top tier talent on the market then you sign the top tier talent regardless of where they came from. And exactly. considering for years, 
WWE was the only place. Of course, a lot of ex WWE guys are going to filter into these other companies because. And and how many times did we see when WWE or WWF was cherry picking people? Yes. You know, out of the AWA yeah. and out of Jim Crockett and out of yeah. world class. Well, e- and, and even now, they're trying to cherry pick people. It's just they can't they can't officially have any contract discussions with them, but they're very interested in MJF. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen reports where there's a few other people in uh, AEW, even people that they've released. Now that they see what they're doing in AEW, it's like, oh, well, we need to we need to scoop them back up. And it's like, why? So you can do the same thing you did before. That's And, and I think one of the things that they do manage to unionize that we won't see as much of are all these mass releases that they've been doing every quarter. Mm-hmm. There's, they're doing that to save money to, you know, because of budget cuts. But if you notice every time they do it, they just hired a big name or a couple of big names. Mm-hmm. They have to free up something to pay their salary. Oh, let's dump these other 10 people yeah and it's like with a union they would have to offer health insurance they would have to off pay you know they would have to pay in social security Mm -hmm. you know things of that nature to take care of these people because here's the thing the wwe is a billion dollar corporation and i know there's other companies wrestling as a whole you know wrestlers have to take care of themselves but i feel like with other companies there's a little more compassion as far as, you know, the, the, the wrestlers are concerned with WWE. It's, it's like your name's on a spreadsheet, unless you are, you know, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, you know, top of the mountain guys, but everybody else is like names on a spreadsheet. And it's like even transportation wrestlers are now, this was years ago, but WWE stopped paying for their transportation. So they're responsible for whether it's renting a car, plane tickets, whatever. It's all on their own dime. They get hurt for the most part. They've got to pay their own hospital bills. You know, they've got to try to save money and put up, you know, for when they do retire that way they'll have money saved and it's like especially now in this economy how are you supposed to save any kind of money because pri- the price of everything is skyrocketing and mm-hmm. how are you especially the lower tier people like we were look remember the one episode we were looking at salaries and some of mm-hmm. the people were making like 80,000 to 100,000 dollars a year and they're on the road 300 days a year. And it's like, how can you possibly save any kind of money? Because you've got to put a substantial amount of money back because of the wear and tear you put on your body. Yep. And right now, and I even told my wife this the other day, I feel like I'm paying for the gas money that I'm, I'm earning the gas money for the gas that it takes me just to get to my job yeah. to earn that money. It's like, yeah. you know, because I've heard, um, heard a lot of people, you know, like uh, they, they weren't necessarily single parents, uh, but sometimes you only had one parent who was working there because they said it was to the point where if they worked, they were only making enough money just to pay the babysitter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what it feels like right now with the fuel prices with the way they are. Yeah. And 
I can't imagine where, I mean, I'm driving 35 miles there, 35 miles back. It takes right. about roughly 45 minutes, you know, one way. I couldn't imagine, okay, I'm down near Cincinnati, but tomorrow night we have a show in um, Chicago. Right. You know, or St. Louis, something that's, you know, maybe half a day drive. Well, I think St. Louis would be almost an all day drive, but I mean, and there's some who do it. There's some they'd mm-hmm. rather drive than fly. Yeah. And so they're spending all that money for their gas. And yes, I know they can, they can write it off in their taxes and, uh, but the WWE, yeah, but- they don't pay their taxes for them. So they have to do it themselves. Exactly. And you've got to, yeah, you've got to make sure, and they've got to make sure that, you know, they pay their taxes every quarter and, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that a if they had a union, all that burden would not be on the wrestler. Right. Because you have a billion dollar company making record profits every quarter when they announce their earnings. But then you've got wrestlers struggling to make ends meet. Right. I mean, because and I know the wrestler we were talking about specifically was uh, Tamina. Mm-hmm. Because I saw her salary and I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, yeah. I make significantly more than her and I ain't exactly a millionaire. It's like, you know, and she's, you know, she's been there 12 years. She's been there. She's seen people come and go. And she's still one of the lowest paid performers on the roster. And this is one of the cases where they guess they look. In the wrestlers, I mean, they're they're to the point now where they're just they're like I'm done, mm-hmm. you know. And they could have like a massive, what they call it, like the sick out, where everybody calls in sick. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, you're going to try to fire them because they called in sick. You know, uh, and even though because they're not given that, well, they're all salaried, even though they're on con, they're they're contractors. Yeah. But they're still salaried. And. Yeah, but it's like even the downside guarantees. I've, from what I understand, they haven't been, they haven't even been making their downside guarantees because they haven't been running as many house shows. Right, and they can't say it's necessarily because of COVID, because COVID restrictions, for the most part, kind of mm-hmm. depends on where you go, have been lifted. Yeah, and when he, well, here's another idea: WWE. Most of your talent lives in Florida. So you may want to like not have too much stuff going on outside of Florida. Don't make them travel too far. Mm-hmm. And I know that hurts the rest of the country, you know, um, but you can't keep them on the road with the wear and tear and then expect them to pay for them the stuff. Oh, by the way, you take care of your own taxes. Well, a lot of them, a lot of them have actually wisened up and they've said, you know what? I'm going to hire an accountant. They can take care mm-hmm. of all that because here's another thing about the paying the taxes they have to pay the state taxes for whatever state they happen to be wrestling in that day, mm-hmm. which is to me is really weird, but yeah. Shouldn't it just be whatever state you actually live in? You would think, like, <laughs> well, we have people who, uh, because we're right on, you know, of course on the Ohio river right across from Kentucky. Um, and we're right there by Indiana. We have people, um, I, I work with people who live in Kentucky and some who were, who live in Indiana. So, but they're paying both kind yeah. of taxes. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh. that's how it is here. I have, uh, I have some friends who work in Kentucky, but live in Tennessee and they've got to pay both taxes. And you live close enough to Illinois also in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Metropolis, Illinois is literally 15 minutes from my house. 
see Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, or no, Superman. Superman. Yep. I mean, well, they're all in the same universe. <laughs> so, but right now, I I'm just trying to think. I don't think Brock Lesnar. I don't think he would push too hard against it. He's not as as much as what Brock Lesnar gets in my nerves. I don't think he's like Hulk Hogan, where he's going to go out of his way to screw somebody over just to benefit himself. No, I think Brock is like, as long as I get mine, I don't care what everybody, you know, I don't care. Right. I don't care if everybody else gets it too, as long as I'm getting mine, as long as it doesn't interfere with my money. Right. Um, but like the inter- independent contractor thing you were just talking about, you look at every other, most every other company, especially just Impact Wrestling and AEW, for example. Their wrestlers are considered independent contractors. They're also allowed to work other places. Mm -hmm. They're also allowed to work because you look at Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona is signed to Impact Wrestling. He also works for the NWA. He also works for the other six or seven uh, different (laughs) promotions that he's currently holds championships with. I mean, he's... He's under contract with WWE, not WWE. He's under contract with Impact Wrestling. He's the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion. John Moxley, under contract with AEW. He's the reigning uh, GCW World Heavyweight Champion. These people, Wheeler Yuta is the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, which is owned by Tony Khan, is wrestling in the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, Super Juniors Tournament. I mean, these people are allowed to work other places because that's what an independent contractor does. They're they're not just tied to one company, but WWE still calls their employee their employees, and that's what they are. They're employees because you signed them to a contract and said you can only work for me. Mm-hmm. Like my job. I can only work for this job. So you can't call them independent contractors, but then say, Well, you're you're under lock and key to us and you can't go anywhere else or do anything, you know, and even uh, certain outside ventures like Twitch and things like that. You can't do any of that without us reaching in your pocket to get our piece. Which I understood the intellectual property thing because if the WWE owns, if they trademark the name, then okay you can't use that name outside of here to get other income yeah but most of them were using either their own name or an old name that they used to use right. before they went to wwe and so that's it what, wasn't even that it's just that's WWE what, that's figured what the Har- out. yeah and that's yeah. what a heartburn was it's like yeah. okay i get you're saying that uh, well hulk hogan he trademarked his own name right but, like if 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 sasha banks wanted to do her own switch yeah. or, or only fans, which I, I think only fans, if you said, tell me you have an only fans account, I, I'm I, honest with you. I lose respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, because I'm like, Oh, okay. But anyway, you know, not that I'm judging, but I'm like only fans. It's kind of there just for, you know, it, it's like, it's not quite porn. Mm. You no. Know, and I think that's what they're going for. But anyway, but, I get if they said you can't use the name Sasha Banks. All right. But if they came out and said, well, just you being on there, even if you are using the name Mercedes, which is your real name, it's actually on your birth certificate, on your driver's license, on every mm-hmm. piece of official 
identification you have, we're still going to take a certain percentage because if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't. No, that's not how it works. Yeah, that's like that's what the like that's what uh, Zelina Vega's big issue was. It's mm-hmm. like I've built this from the ground up. I used my real name, mm-hmm. and you know this was absolutely separate from my wrestling career. This is something I've built, and. It's like I don't. I never felt like WWE had the right to just say, "Well, if you're going to continue this, it has to be under our control, so that we can get a percentage." And it's like, no, that's not how it works. If they built this on their own without you, then you don't get to reach in their pocket and take and take your cut, so to speak. Right, and you know, have we said before that WWE, they seem to be repeating the old bad habits of other promotions. Mm-hmm. That's one Vern Gagne used to try to do. Yeah. And he lost a lot of talent that way. That's, yeah. I mean, Hulk, Hulk Hogan was one of them. Hulk Hogan was wrestling in Japan and Vern Gagne wanted a percentage of what Hogan was making from his Japan bookings. And it's like, and I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan at all, but he was in the right. It's like this had nothing to do. If 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 Vern Gagne and the AWA had have helped negotiate those deals and things like that, then fine. But then fine. Then you know you were acting as an agent. You get your ten percent or whatever. But Hogan did these negotiations all on his own. Without you know he didn't need Vern Gagne to do it. But Vern was like, oh well, you're making money over here, so I'm gonna need some of it. Right and. You know, Fabulous Moolah, of course, has come out after, you know, she passed away that Moolah mm-hmm. actually did things like that. Every, yeah, speaking of a reason probably to have a union. Yeah. Because when you have one person controlling all the wrestlers, no matter what she was controlling, all the women wrestlers at the time are probably mm-hmm. 90, 95% of them. Yeah, in the entire country. And yeah, it's like, yeah, Moolah dictated where people worked, when they could work, if they got work, depending on, you know, if they did the right thing, so to speak. And it's just, you know, they definitely would have needed it. You know, they definitely needed a well, union. They would have needed a union against what, if you think about the way she ran things, it was a kind of a union because everybody kind of fell under her umbrella. Mm-hmm. But she was the union leader controlling everything. You didn't work unless you worked for her. Yeah. There's another one of the flip sides of that is, you know, what if somebody doesn't want to be in the union, but they still want to work? Yeah, Moolah's thing was kind of like, here's the part of it that's kind of like a union, but then the sides fold and it's like, now here's the pyramid scheme and Mm -hmm. I'm on the top of the pyramid. And you're going to pay me. Yeah, and you're going to (laughs) pay me or you're not going to get booked anywhere. Yeah, and I'm the woman's champion and I have been the woman's champion since 1957. I know. (laughs) it's like like i've been a champion for like 400 years so it's like yeah and 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 i'm a grandmother now and i'm still champion yeah i mean but she was the top draw forever for decades as far as women wrestling goes so none of the other women could really just you know what are they going to say no i mean they they, you wanted to work back then you had to deal with muda with moolah Yep, I say I deal with Muda. I don't think I, I, I don't know which would be worse to having to deal with Mula or Muda. Yeah, because both of them are kicking the face. So, um, but right now, 
I mean, it, it does it just kind of feel like everything is kind of it's almost on the verge of collapse in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate saying that because I mean, this is wrestling we're talking about. I mean, it's something that we've both uh, been watching since we were kids. Yeah, where but we I, did where we didn't understand a lot of the stuff that we're talking yeah. about. I feel like it's been like a house of cards for yeah. a long time, and then I feel like that all these wrestlers that were the foundation of that house of cards are pulling out. They're mm-hmm. like, I've had enough. I mean, you got, you got the MJF situation over in AEW. You've got, you know, Sasha and Naomi over in WWE. You've got to an extent, you got the Cody Rhodes situation. You know, he wasn't happy with, you know, what he thought he should make it, be making. And my thing is, know your worth and i feel Mm -hmm. like these people i feel like wrestlers are getting to the point that they know their worth and it's like you're not going to take care of me over here i know they'll take care of me over here and whatever your opinion on that is i'm still going to support the worker and not the billionaire right because you know because these are the people that are busting their butts to make these people billionaires so it's like they need to be shown some respect and i think tony khan does his best to actually take care of his people yeah i Um, I believe he does you know uh vince mcmahon you know you hear different stories Mm -hmm. um he's kind of an eccentric cat i mean he really is yeah yeah uh now some of the agents under him some of those, you know, I've heard stories about because they're, they have not come out and said who it was, but one of the agents told Sasha and Naomi, they had bad attitudes and that they better fix their attitudes. Yeah. They were told twice during that day. Right. That they were, that they were, uh, I think one time they told them they have having a bad attitude and they need to fix their attitude. Another time told them that they were being just full of brats and they need to fix their attitude. And it's like, we're married men. Neither one of us are going to tell our wives, oh, you're just you're just being a brat. You need to fix your attitude. Yeah, because this room is my office. It's not where I'm going to be sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Well, my office is in my bedroom, so I can sleep in here. But everything else is out there. <laughs> yeah, and she's going to be standing there like with this going, yeah, go ahead. It's like, go what was sleep. that you said? Go ahead, go to sleep. And it's like, <laughs> so... just, just because... And I'm, you know, and we have daughters and it's Mm -hmm. like, just because a woman voices her opinion about something doesn't mean that she has an attitude or that she's being a brat or she's being spoiled or whatever. You know, these women had legitimate concerns about their careers. They had legitimate concerns about their championships and their booking because, I mean, they were getting booked to basically put over champions like if you're already champion why do you need to why do you need people to put you over you're already the champion and if they as far as bianca belair goes if they hadn't messed that up to begin with they wouldn't be worried about oh well we we still need somebody to help get her over she was over i mean she's still over but if they have just let that go organically after she beat sasha at wrestlemania Mm -hmm and not just fed her to Becky in 26 seconds just to get that SummerSlam moment 
Oh, well, no, not only that, but it was a case of, wow, Bianca's champion. I mean, I see her having a really long run. Becky's back. Yeah. Oh, too bad for that. Yeah, you know? Becky's back. All right, we're going to need that strap back. Yeah, we're going to need that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. What, long run? I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know I don't know what you're talking about. about. I, I don't remember yeah. saying well, that. You got, yeah. you got it on video? Yeah, that wasn't, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. Oh, my <laughs> God, Becky's back. And nothing against Becky, but it's like. Work your way back up to it. Yeah. Yeah, There's a exactly. long list of women who are already there. And just get a little sidetracked. People are losing their mind. Have you? Do you know any of the results? Double or nothing. I don't want to ruin anything if you have. Yeah. Okay. So people are losing their mind, both good and bad, that CM Punk is the AEW world champion. Right. Me personally, I thought it was a smart. I thought it was a smart move by AEW to put the title on CM Punk because whoever beats him, that is going to be a huge moment. Mm-hmm. And that's going to make somebody when he gets beat. Hangman, you, you beat the normally. You beat the champion to get made. Exactly. You know, you don't have the champion beat somebody else to Ex- get made. With a few exceptions, Hogan was champion. He beat Andre and it pushed right. him up. Yeah, but but that happens very rarely. Exactly. And that that, that and that, that's one of the few instances where that actually worked. That usually mm-hmm. doesn't work. It usually backfires. Um, but I'm fine with Punk being champion. People are using the argument on Twitter that, well, if Goldberg or Brock Lesnar or John Cena comes back, people complain because they're taking a spot. But CM Punk comes back after seven years and wins a world title. And it was also, he's also been back for eight months and worked a regular schedule. Yes. You know, and working with younger talent. I mean, Darby Allen, MJF, had one of the best Mm -hmm. views of the year with MJF, you know. He worked with Eddie Kingston. You know, he's had consistently good matches and he's worked a regular schedule. He didn't come back for a month and walk in and say, I want a shot at the title. And he even said that in a promo um, after winning the title. He's like, people expected me to come back after seven years and just walk in and be like, you know, I'm back. I want a shot at the title. He's like, I knew I had to work my way back up. He's like, that's how you're supposed to do it, is work your way back up. And even once you win the title, you're supposed to continually get better as you, you know, hold the title. And putting it on CM Punk is a smart move. Everybody knows who CM Punk is. Mm-hmm. Even your ca- even your casual fans will know who CM Punk is. So it's going to pull more eyes on the product that way. And... Again, it's going to make somebody. I hope that somebody is Eddie Kingston. I hope that's who Punk loses the title to. Even if Eddie Kingston only keeps it for a month. I feel like Eddie Kingston has earned a chance. You know, he has earned a chance to be a world champion. He has done this for 22 years now. He has wrestled and won championships for just about every independent company in this country he's worked for impact he is on national television every week i even put on twitter i said eddie kingston is the man that's the tweet because yeah everything everything eddie kingston does is so believable you believe every single thing he says his mannerisms everything he said something uh 
on a promo and it it made me think from my times when I used to when I drank and he said that he said he was he's feuding with Chris Jericho and he said in a promo Chris you're making these demons come back and I'm trying trying to drown these demons and he's got a, a bottle of Jack Daniels sitting there and he said but my demons know how to swim and it's mm. just things like that that is mm. So relatable. Just that one line is just so relatable to millions of people, and that's the thing with him. And I hope Punk. I hope that's who Punk loses to. But back to the union thing. It's just this is more directed at WWE than anything else because oh, they're yeah. the ones that are. I feel like that are truly taking advantage of their people. It's like if. If they had a if they had that union structure, and I know unions are not always a good thing, but I feel like their people would be taken care of more. I agree with you. There would not be the mass releases every quarter to pad their revenue sheets and things of that nature. And it's just you're supposed to be protecting your talent because your talent is the one that's making you a billionaire. Mm-hmm. But instead it's like it's like they feel like they're entitled to be billionaires. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to be a billionaire and you're supposed to work for me and make me all this money, but then I'm not going to give you any of it. And Vince McMahon, you would think he grew up in a trailer park in Havelock, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. He did not know Vince McMahon Sr. was his dad until he was like 12 or 13 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He was a teenager before he knew that. Yeah. And, you know, because he had to grow up until then, he, he had the name Vincent Lupton, who was the name of one of his stepdads because he had multiple stepdads. So he grew up basically. It didn't matter that his dad was the sex, successful promoter mm-hmm. up in the Northeast. You know, he didn't have anything to do with him. Mm-hmm. You know, so he grew up dirt poor i mean he was by all accounts you know the term trailer trash i mean he was it i mean he lived in a trailer in havelock north carolina and so you would think that he would be a little bit more appreciative but i think he's at the point of he's still trying to prove to everybody that he can be the man on the top of the mountain and so Mm -hmm. he he doesn't want to take you know kind of pay it forward i mean and i know there's sometimes he has but at the same time it's like Dude, look at and the times yeah. that he has has been when he's pressured to do so, not so much out of the goodness of his heart, but it's like, I better do this because the PR is not going to look good if I don't do this. Well, I know there has been some moments, uh, Pritchard's talking about him on his podcast. Some of the other people that you talked about him, they said some stuff that you don't see on camera. Mm-hmm. And they, um, one night, because they said Vince, they said he basically never sleeps. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but Pritchard was saying that one night that he was at the office there in Stanford at like two o'clock in the morning Well, he went to go find Vince. Well, Vince was down the hallway and he was talking to one of the custodians, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of times they'll have custodians come in after hours. So there's not as yeah. many people there. And he was just talking to the man, just normal conversation. He found out later on that the man, um, like he either had a wife or a kid who was battling something like cancer vince paid for their hospital stay oh wow yeah 
they say he they say he does stuff like that mm-hmm. and now he doesn't do it for the, because he doesn't want the publicity to say hey look at me look what i did ha ha mm-hmm. pal you know uh but i mean i do get the pr things it's like look this looks really bad for the company you better go take care of this quickly mm-hmm. you know and i get those moments too but i mean but i think the best example of people of a company taking care of their people uh is ring of honor yes absolutely i mean Ring of Honor, they absolutely did the right thing uh, during the pandemic. They took care of everybody. Everybody got a paycheck, you know, on a regular basis. Nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody got paid. I mean, it ended up being kind of the detriment to the company. But, But, I mean, they they promised the people who work for them, we're going to take care of you. They said, if mm -hmm. you want to leave, we understand. You know, we get it. You know, but if you stay... Up until this point, I mean, we there is a stoppage point, but we are going to make sure we're taking mm-hmm. we're taking care of. They didn't walk in and go, "Hey, you're all out of a job." Yeah, you ever seen that happen to somebody? Mm-hmm. I, I have, and it, it's not pretty. No, it's not. Um, because I knew a guy. He um, he worked for our office in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and just bought a house. Wife is pregnant, and he walked in on a Friday, and they said sorry your job just got eliminated uh for the next you know we're gonna the next two weeks you know of course he had to leave the building right then hr the whole nine mm-hmm. yards they walked him out the box and but they said the next two weeks you know basically it's uh, uh, that's your severance and he ended up getting rehired for what he ended up being my counterpart in kansas city at that time because because oh, okay. i knew who he was and a couple people actually asked me about him I said, yeah, but he'd be a good fit. So he ended up getting a two-week paid vacation that did not go against his vacation days. However, I wouldn't exactly call it vacation when he's stressing out. I mean, he walked oh, in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's stressing about, you know, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to pay my bills and take care of my family? Right. I mean, now he, because he walked in and they said, yeah, your job's eliminated, he would have been able to draw unemployment. But mm-hmm. I've been in unemployment. And yeah, I have too. And, and yeah, see, then that's one of the things about the unions. I seriously doubt any of the wrestlers are paying into unemployment. Yeah, you know. So, and uh, one other one other thing too, Brian Danielson has gone on record and said that um, if if a company can release you at any given time for whatever reason, budget cuts or whatever reason they want to use. And then you have a 90 day no compete clause or a 30 day, like NXT talent has 30 day no compete clause. Then shouldn't wrestlers be allowed to quit? You know, why is it that wrestlers can't quit unless they have, they have to negotiate their release in order to quit. But if, WWE wants because it's mainly WWE he's talking about. If WWE yeah. wants to get rid of you, they just they just cut you for no yeah. reason. But you can't leave unless you negotiate their release. And if they don't want to release you, then you're stuck. Kind of like Mustafa Ali was, and even though mm-hmm. he's finally started showing back up on TV, but now if they did it to me, you know, it's like, look, I want to go. No, you can't go. Okay, then put me in the ring. No, we're not gonna put you in the ring. All right, I'm, I'm going to go at home and play Nintendo until y'all figure out what y'all want to do, and y'all still going to pay me. That's what uh, Neville, well, he's wrestling. He goes by PAC now. Right. But that's what he did. 
He was yeah. like, he's like, I want out. And especially once they said you were going to drop the cruiserweight title and he had, you know, he had resurrected the cruiserweight title. Cause it was, you know, even though they had just brought it back the year before it was pretty worthless. Cause of course, you know, they didn't put any effort into it. <laughs> and, but they wanted him to drop the cruiserweight title to Enzo. And he's oh, like, he's like, I no. remember that. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. And him and him and Enzo, he, they said him and Enzo were friends, and it had nothing to do with Enzo personally. But he's like, storyline wise, that makes no sense. And I'm not. He's like, I'm just not doing that. At that time, and the only reason I say at that time is because I actually saw Enzo in the ring, mm -hmm. you know, three months ago. Uh, I saw Enzo there in the ring. Ah, the day I bought this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve is holding his. Uh, replica of the 10 pounds of gold i am <laughs> but anyway but yeah the very same day i bought this and had it autographed by tommy rich uh, i actually saw enzo in a tag team match with tommy rich mm -hmm. and you know and he actually did the whole my name is enzo amore you know bonafide g certified certified g bonafide you know the whole thing you can't do yeah that. yeah you know he did that i'm like are you trying to get sued <laughs> because <laughs> i'm like you know, because calling himself NZO, you know, that's his name now. So it mm -hmm. is a, a play on that. So I get what he's doing. But that whole bit, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, you're trying to get sued. Um, <laughs> but his wrestling ability had gotten a lot better than what it was when he was in WWE. Because, yeah, his wrestling ability was inversely proportional to his charismatic, mm -hmm. you know, yep. like his promos. <laughs> And the thing was, they were wanting to basically do it in some kind of like squash thing. And it's like, nobody's believing that Enzo, that Enzo no. was beating Neville. So Neville's like, no. And he's like, I just, he went and asked for his release and they refused. So he went home. And played Nintendo. He was like, I would. Yeah. He's like, just like he said, he's like, I want my release. No. Then book me better. No. Then I'm going home. And he went home. He was home for a year. Mm -hmm. And they were finally able, he was finally able to negotiate his release. And I know a lot of the wrestlers, they do have lawyers. Mm -hmm. uh, and or they have agents, you know, who actually represent them. And, but those agents, I mean, they would just negotiate with the union to negotiate. Exactly. Because that, yeah. that is one of the cases. I mean, because you cannot expect people to do the kind of traveling they do and do the the actual wrestling in the ring, which it, I don't care what somebody says, oh, it's fake. Hey, do you do it? No. Exactly. You know, you couldn't do it. That's why you're not in there doing it with them. If you think it's so easy to get in there and do it, because it's a lot of wear and tear of their body. I mean, they and they legitimately get hurt, and some of them legitimately get killed. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's not even talking about, you know, we just passed up the anniversary of Owen Hart yeah. um, getting killed in the ring. And this wasn't a case of that where it was his entrance going wrong. I mean, it was like due to different moves in the ring, like the uh, the wrestler down in Mexico for AAA a couple of years ago. Yes. Had a heart attack in the ring. Yeah, had a heart attack right there in the ring. You yep. know, and Rey Mysterio, I mean, he was just beside himself because he mm -hmm. thought it was something he did because. Yeah. But they had to show, no, 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 no. I mean, this was, it was, yeah. it was trauma that may have caused it, but it wasn't from what Ray did. No. And. You know, and have other cases where you know you wrestlers who've broken their necks. You have, mm -hmm. you know, legit Pack Neville yep. when yep. he broke his leg against Jericho. 
I yeah. mean, you saw it go. It's like, yeah. Ugh. And he's thinking, I mean, I even think now that he didn't have health insurance, mm-hmm. you know, and another promoter that really those wrestlers, they, they probably should have formed a union against was Bill Watts. Oh yeah, definitely. Because if I, if I cut myself to where I have to have 108 stitches above my eye, I'm not going into work my office job the next day. No, I'm taking the time to kind of recover because let me, you know, but he wrestled, it's like it wrestles the very next day. Everybody's like, Oh man, look at Dr. Death. You know, he's just tough. He's a, He's a soldier. He wasn't there. No, he was forced to go in there. No, he was Bill forced. To, yeah, he was forced to go, or he was going to lose his. He was going to lose his job. Right, and I now they may have had. I don't know if it was still Mid South or UWF by that point, whichever. But it was Bill Watts' company. Mm-hmm. They may have paid for the stitches because it was an accident that happened inside the ring. Mm-hmm. But he asked, "Yeah, he asked Bill Watts, what do you want me to do?" You know, he said, you're going to go down there and wrestle. It's like, you made the man wrestle with 108 stitches in his eye. Mm-hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, look that up. That is not an exaggeration. The man had 108 stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was an errant elbow or something like that thrown. Yeah. I yeah, don't busted who, him open the hard way. Yeah. Was it uh, Terry Taylor that did it? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was a freak accident. And, mm-hmm. and he had to get in there and wrestle the next day. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't like you wouldn't catch me working my office job the next day. Yeah, and then you've got to protect yourself so the stitches don't get busted open again. Yeah, and I don't know how you do that—108 stitches and you know above your eye—and then you've got to, you know, do a combat sport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think we've kind of shown that not only I, I think it is definitely time for them to maybe form a union, but. Mm-hmm. Jesse Ventura even said later on, he told Vince, he said, I'm not even going to try to form that again. He said, because if they're not, he said, if they're too stupid to do it on their own, I'm not going to try to do it for them because a lot of them he tried and they said, no, but then he ended up getting a union himself because he's part of SAG. Mm-hmm. Once he a was- lot, I feel like a lot of wrestlers are just like, I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. Because they're, if, they're if, afraid if, it to- doesn't, if it doesn't work out, then I burn this bridge over here. Because, yeah, they don't want to be known as, like you said, one to rock the boat, mm-hmm. even though it's going to have to take somebody. And this may be the actual time for it. Because Sasha, I mean, she's on top of the card. Like mm-hmm. I said, Naomi has been at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, but she was kind of waved, but then she got in trouble, came back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so she's not, I don't think she's really on rocky ground, but it's not nearly as solid as what Sasha's on. Yeah. So maybe it'll take that. And, you know, and hopefully they wouldn't have somebody like, like a Hogan who's playing the backstage politics, going to Vince, going, they're trying to form a union, brother. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And Jesse Ventura said he has not talked to Hogan since then. He said that he used to be one of his best friends until that. I don't blame him. It's like, you're going to wrap me out to the boss because I'm trying to do something that's going to protect everybody. Right. Because you don't want to, you know, you want to make more money than everybody else. And Vince, you want to get your, your workers to be productive where you can make money. Guess what? Take care of them. Make sure they're making money. If they, if they're making the money they should be making, they're mm-hmm. going to produce more, which means you're going to make more money anyway. Yeah. 
you know, you're not going to lose money when everybody is doing well, when you're having every show being a sellout, when you're having all the merch being sold out, when you're having, you know, your network buys are doubling. I mean, Vince, take care of your people because if a company takes care of the people, there will be no, no need for a union at that particular mm-hmm. company. Yep. Period. And that, that's not just, yeah, that's not just for wrestling. I mean, that's everywhere. Yeah. Take and care I mean, you look people. at it, you look at any other sport, every other sport has a, uh, a player's union. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why doesn't, you know, why doesn't wrestling? And I know basically the sports entertainment label was created to get around certain tax issues and things of that nature. Yep. And licensing in and licensing. States. Yeah. And yeah, licensing in different states and get around different, you know, because back then they had they had actual, you know, sports commissions in certain yep. states. And by saying sports entertainment, it's like, well, you know, we incorporate sports, but it's more entertainment than sport. That way they could get around that kind of thing. And it's like your wrestling events, your pro wrestling, mm-hmm. just like every other company. And here's one thing before we got to go, because I just now realized, yeah, we've actually made this pretty good topic. Mm-hmm. I know of at least one state where the individual wrestlers still have to apply for a yearly license to wrestle. Where? Kentucky. Really? A yearly yep. license? I think I believe it's a yearly license because you remember before yeah. we had Sid That's Holland, right. he was talking because he was yeah. trying to get bookings in Kentucky because he had paid for the license. He's like, now I need to get bookings there to kind of justify paying you know, for the license. Yeah. Yep. Because I would be willing to bet um that some of the wrestlers in the NWF, they uh they're training with them. But if they don't have their license yet, they can't wrestle it like the Ludlow shows or the Covington shows or things like that. Yep, that's true. I didn't think about that. That's crazy. Yep. And Big Mama herself actually told me, uh, we're talking down in Covington, and said something about, you know, because I, I needed to talk to somebody. And I said, hey, can you tell so-and-so I'm out here, whatever. She's like, I was like, yeah, I can't go back there myself. And they're looking weird. She's like, yeah. She's like, not only that, but in Kentucky, you wouldn't, you're not allowed to unless you're a wrestler. I was like, do what? She's like, yep, that's part of their. K- Kentucky has some laws, dude. You know that. <laughs> but I know how yeah. you are with, with the Commonwealth laws because you don't cheer for Kentucky's basketball. <laughs> well, I do not. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, so the, uh, there's the. The Steve know-it-all moment of the day is Kentucky. You have to have a license, you know, to be to be a professional wrestler. <laughs> you know, and, it, and it's a yearly thing i don't know i'm pretty sure there's some other ones out there but that one i just i do know for sure so mm-hmm. uh but anyway um no idea what we're gonna be talking about next week maybe we'll have a monday show again we've missed the last three mondays for i know reasons. right <laughs> life happens though <laughs> oh yeah um now i'm gonna have to send you a reminder next wednesday yes you're coming, up, yes, you're coming yes. on the cubicle chat yes what's that text hey dude you ready for tonight Oh crap, I forgot. <laughs> I did. I forgot all about it and we had made plans and I'm like, I can't tell my wife. Oh, I got to do this podcast. And I feel like, uh, do you think so? <laughs> uh, so no idea. I mean, there's a lot. Well, actually, you know what? There's a pay-per-view this coming weekend called Hell in a Cell. There is. So yep. that tells you how much I've just been like not into WWE lately. It's I their, mean, one of their biggest secondary pay-per-views, and I'm still yeah. just I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the only match that I'm honestly looking forward to is Cody and Seth in the Hell in a Cell. But the thing is, but here's the thing WWE booked themselves in a corner mm-hmm. by having Cody win twice. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to have a rubber match, that means it's supposed to be one win apiece, not this guy's won two back to back matches. So, what is the point of the rubber match? It doesn't make any sense. I know. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's WWE. Uh, it's, see, if they had a union, maybe we wouldn't have this. <laughs> you know what? Actually, know that something else before we go. Maybe if they had it, they would actually negotiate and say, "Look, we need to stop all these gimmick matches that where people can get legitimately hurt mm-hmm. worse because a Hell in a Cell match it, it has a cage and everything else. I mean, the chances of getting hurt is actually greater. So yeah, I mean, you look at Tim White; he was a referee. He got hurt mm-hmm. in the uh, Jericho Triple H match mm-hmm. and never refereed again. Yep, Tommy Young got hurt refereeing. Mm-hmm. you know so but we'll figure all that out so until we meet then have a good weekend you too man yep, yep. god bless god bless